What's up, everybody? Um, it's your boy Ken K. Howard, and welcome back again to another episode of How You Doing? Uh, you all know this is the show where I bring people on the show and kind of talk about, well, how they're doing, give their perspective on life, and just just seeing what they're doing, their just everything around them, basically, essentially. Uh, this week, I have the pleasure of bringing on one of my friends. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Go ahead, Q. How y'all doing? My name's uh, Q Hopkins. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I got a question, Q. What is what is your actual name? Okay. okay. I, have, I have friends named Q, and sometimes you get confused. Like, I know some of their real names, but what is your actual name? Okay. Uh, my real name is Marquest, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S-T. Okay. So you just use the Q for Marquest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So up. everybody back home called me Mar, but when I came to college, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and switch it up, man. I'm going to have everybody call me Q. Call you Q? Yep. See, I had when I first came here, I kinda had like that little name switch too. When I first came here, I wanted everybody to call me I didn't want yeah, I kinda I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna flex. I heard everybody call me Kenny Passion. That was like my little alias. And cause cause it was a hey, name. Hey, that's smooth right <laughs> there. Kenny Passion, you like that? Yeah, one? that's smooth right there. It was it was something I made up because me and my cousin, we used to like wrestle and stuff, like on the trampoline when we was kids, and we used to like make up a, a bunch of these wrestling characters. And then eventually we made up one. He named himself Kiwi Love and I was Kenny Passion. We was loving passion. And then it was just something I had when I was a kid, so I brought it back in. So you had WWE dreams, man. I, oh, man, I used to want to be a wrestler. Man, them I, days, man. Man, I I wanted to do it, but then eventually I was like, I said, oh, I don't want to put my body through all that stuff. Because I be seeing them breaking down at the age of 50, 60. I'm like, ah, I like the way my body moves now. I already move like an old man, people say. Exactly. <laughs> I'm already feeling it in my knees right now. Man, I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't know about that. So I gave up on that dream a while ago. But I feel you on that, though. So tell us uh, what you do here at UK. Like, what's your major, man? Okay, so my major is uh, psychology. I just switched it from neuroscience. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a minor in neuroscience right now. I'm kind of trying to get in between the field of neurology and psychiatry. Mm -hmm. It's like a growing interest uh, in the field that's linking both of those together. Now, now why psychology? Because I know it's kind of like it's going to be the main focus of this show. Uh, But why choose psychology as your major? Why do you want to pursue a degree in it, actually. Okay, so uh, growing up, uh, I grew up with my mom. My mom has a mental illness, schizophrenia. Mm. So uh, at a young age, experiencing her go through, um, go through that, kind of, kind of make me uh, a little more curious about things, uh, about how people think and stuff like that. Because I seen the switch from her being normal to having this condition where her her thoughts were were clouded. Mm-hmm. by something that I wasn't understanding. So psychology and the study of all that, the brain, and knowing everything about what goes on in the brain and how everything works and reacts to everything kind of kind of got me, brought me here by chance. I never thought I'd ever be here at the University of Kentucky. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and with the day and age and the climate we're in now today, with mental illness is becoming more and more prevalent in society, so you actually go into that field is actually pretty helpful because we need more research on that because a lot of the things that's coming out that a lot of people didn't even know about when it comes to like just a mental illness, like illness and just mental mm-hmm. health in general. And a lot of people are talking on these subjects and it's bringing it to light and more and more people are feeling more comfortable because we all go through some type of mental Definitely. illness, like that, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. So to bring that to the forefront and like 
for you to even want to pursue a degree and, and a career in it is actually pretty helpful to not only just to your mother, what you say was the reason why you want to pursue it, but like just to your community, to just everybody. Yeah, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's actually to help everybody else that's that's ever been in my position. Right. Because I know it's a lot more people who, than me that that's that has dealt with that. Like, mm-hmm. if not a worse situation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, thank God it wasn't no violence or abuse or anything mm-hmm. within that. But I know there's some people out here that's probably faced with that. So. That's what I'm trying to get out here and help people like that. Yeah. So with that being said, that's kind of like the it's kind of the focus of the show. We're going to touch on that in terms of just the main topic, which is what you want to break on to the show and talk about the struggles of a first generation college student. Yes, sir. So I'll let you kick it off since these, these are your ideas and I'll bounce off with you. OK. Um, and we're going to start with the first topic and we're just going to talk about support and how is it important. So elaborate on that. Yeah, support. So I feel like. Um, your family should should be your fuel to your fire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, growing up, no one ever told me to get good grades where I'm from and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, I just did that for the grace of myself. Right. I just I just knew that I had that ability. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I didn't know what it was about me. I just knew that I was kind of smart. I was thinking a little more than uh, than my peers. And, like, in classrooms, I answer a lot more questions or think about a lot more things that other people weren't thinking about and I say a lot more things in class. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you, when I was in elementary, man, I used to read a dictionary, bro. Really? Read the yeah, read dictionaries and read the definitions and words. Now do you have a favorite word? Nah. I don't. Okay. And I don't. Uh thinking about it, man, I really don't have a favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, man, uh growing up and stuff like that, uh, support support has always been important to me because in fourth grade, I started playing basketball. That's when I fell in love with basketball back then. And um, the only one time I had a family member ever come to my games in all my life, from fourth grade all the way through high school, all the way to here now, I've only had my mom come to one game. She was the only person in my whole family that ever came to one game. Mind you, I played basketball in at least 14 different states. Really? Yes. I played with played against people that's in the NBA right now, G League, whatever, still in the NBA. Right. And people that's in college right now. Had teammates that are playing college basketball right now. So um that kind of gives you perspective on like I'm actually I was actually pretty good. And you and think I, I played with you before, yeah. I know yeah. you actually good. You actually a good hooper in the J C when we played together. Yeah, and you think that, you know, I have family support on something like that, but uh no, nah, my mom only been to one game and I scored twenty one points in that game and ever since then I always wore the number twenty one after that. Really? Yeah. That's so that's what that symbolizes. Mm-hmm. So, so going on like what you're saying because I know we want to talk about like just being as a college student, but just support in general for family is always important. Yeah. Like no matter what you do, whether yeah. you're a college student, whether you working or you just just anything like just having that family support cause that's just the foundation of like your life. Because I know usually the tree or just the priority list that people always set or try to abide by, if God is God, if that's who you believe in, whoever you believe in, God, whatever your religion is, mm-hmm. then it's your family, then it's your friends, then it just goes off of that. But just that family, like, after God, like, family is, is the most important, like, yeah. support system that you should have. Definitely. And it helps because you, you can see, like, just how people work when they have a better connection with their family and people that don't. 
and they can hurt people when they don't have that connection with their mm-hmm. family because that's the people who share your blood. Like losing exactly. losing friends and not having friends around, just having like a support system with your friends, that can be hurtful. But I, I feel like with me, and I, I can I don't, I won't speak on you, and you mm-hmm. can probably agree with it. Like I feel like just having that family support is more important than anything because. Man, if I if I could if I could have had the family support, you know, the average person might have had right. when I was growing up, but well, that that have done a, that would have done a lot for me definitely. Yeah. But it actually is a blessing in disguise because it it essentially made me who I am today. Mm. Because not having that real support kind of made me support myself more, pat myself on the back more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the small things, like honor roll, stuff like that. It made you want to go harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I didn't I didn't have my family at the honor roll assemblies and stuff like that, bro. I was walking that stage by myself and going home and showing my mom. Yeah. And, you know, I was taking, uh, grabbing, telling my grandma, asking my grandma where's the tape, taping it up on the wall myself. Yeah, bro. Uh, nobody really... Uh, told me to get good grades. I just did it all throughout, just off the strength of me having the knowledge enough to do it. And coming to college, um, I'm not. I've gained a lot more family family support. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my next it, question. I was gonna ask you: Has has the support increased since mm-hmm. you came to college? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's small. It's a small circle, you know. And I'm I'm thankful for them. Like, and I show them appreciation every single day. I call them, check up on them, and all that. They know they can call me, and I know sometimes whenever I need a listening ear, I can call them, and that pushes me through, like, because I have been, last semester was probably a lowest for me. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandma was diagnosed with uh, cancer, which she just passed away uh, last month. God rest her soul. Yeah, God rest her soul, man. Yes, sir. And, uh... Yeah, I was at a low point there, man. I went to the counseling center for the first time. Like, that's the first time I ever really spoke to somebody outside of real people close to me. Like, that's in the circle that supported me and my family about situations that I've been through and stuff like that. And, you know, it it was kind of redundant. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, It kind of, it was kind of things I already knew. So it's like, hmm, so how did I get here to to already know these things and already had this knowledge and wisdom on what to do to help myself back up and stuff like that. It's all through grooming of not having real support. That's what it boils down to. Now, I'm, like you, I kind of like experienced that low point in my life here in college. I think most, if not all college students, experience that low point. Mm-hmm. And for you to take that step to go to counseling center, that's, that's I did the same thing. That's a big step to actually you recognize that there is a yeah, problem. Like you, rec- you recognize there was actually something going on. You want to get that help from somebody, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, and like I said, that's going back to what I said for you pursuing in psychology. More people are like going into that field and like understanding that more. Because with you going to that counseling center, that kind of helped you figure out things about yourself. Would you say so? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, man, I've grown a lot since I've been in college. Man, I'm not, like uh, I'm telling my little cousin now. He he's 16, so. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman in high school, and I'm telling him, like, bro, you're going to learn about yourself, like, through high school. You're going to learn about yourself a little bit more. You're going to grow a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And I just want you to to, to stay focused and reach that full potential because, you know, when you're 16, you're not thinking about really the long, long run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's about 
of your status and stuff like that. Who you popularity, know, popularity. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Status, yeah. You know what I'm saying. And I'm trying to let him know, like at the same time as popularity being important to you, you gotta make sure that your business is important to you too. I'm trying to get him to get his first job. Yeah. Because I had my first job at 16. I had to get to in order to support myself and my family at home. You know what I'm saying. So. And he has the privilege of a of a nice home, you know what I'm saying. So I don't want him to take that for granted. I treat him like my little brother. That's like my first little brother ever, or my only little brother. Are you the, are you an only child? Uh, no, I got an older brother and a, and two uh and two sisters. Okay, are you the youngest or are you? I'm a middle child. Middle child, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah. So I got a little sister that's younger than me, and then it's me, and then my older sister and my older brother. Okay. Yep. And so yeah, I'm telling him like you know you gotta stay focused, you because you're going to grow. Like, as long as you stay focused, you're going to start seeing, like, friends ain't your friends and stuff like that. Yes. You're going to learn a lot more about people when you when you handling your business yourself because then you're going to start being more mature about yourself. You're going to be looking at it like, I ain't got time to be wasting my time talking to these people. All they do is this, and I go to work every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You start, like, to see, and I think as – Cause that's why I, I that's why I kind of want to have you on this show too. Cause I feel like a lot of things you are saying is stuff that like I relate to, and mm-hmm. a lot of people that's can, that's watching this Definitely. can relate to. Cause like you said, as you grow as a person, you start to realize these things about yourself, mm-hmm. whether it be at the age of sixteen or twenty one. Yep. Like you just learn and grow as a person each and every day. And like you said, you start realizing who can be around you in your circle. Like you start realizing like. Should I be with these people mm-hmm. or should I do like should I pursue this career? Should I go to the school? Like you just keep learning yes. and evolving. Yes. When I first got here, um, so this is my growth. So um first got here freshman year. Um, my real goal was to, you know, stay stay to myself and just stay down, get my work done, get my grades and stuff like that. But then sophomore year, I'm seeing people like getting out there and and doing bigger things, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And and like I'm starting to say to myself, hmm, so how are they how are they getting here? And then I start real I start paying attention. I'm not I'm not um being distracted. I'm paying attention to how other people move, some like the more successful people and stuff like that. That's that's really ahead that might graduate early, that's already got a job lined up for them and stuff like that. Uh for example, PJ, mm. my boy, engineering down in uh Florida. Shout out to you, man. Um he down there, he he stayed down, did his thing. Engineering, one of the hardest majors, man. It is. But he made it work and still maintained a, a social a social status, you know what I mean? And I always I always uh looked up to him in a way, you know what I'm saying? Cause you can always look at a person and things that they do and say, Okay, if they can do that, then it's not it shouldn't be hard for me to be able to do that. Right. So from that point on, uh, I started realizing what he was doing and the, the big thing that he was doing, he was networking. He was talking to people, different people that's in doing different things. You know what I'm saying? And when you talk to people, that gets you to different places. Like I've been talking to, a, I was talking to a neuropsychologist. Uh, he was a professor of my neuroscience class. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him and I kind of gave him a, a pick, I let him pick my brain about what I wanted to really do because I'm really not sure what I really want to do because there's so many things I feel like I'm good at that I need someone to give me something to, like, go off of so I can narrow down exactly what I want to do when I get out of here. So I'm talking to him, and I'm like, yeah, 
um, I just want to study the brain and and want I, I want to know what causes mental illnesses to develop and cause your brain to take this whole shift to where like you don't even know reality anymore. And he's telling me about the growing field in between psychiatry and neurology, and it made me really interested. So I'm talking to him, and next thing you know. Um, I'm able to use him as a sponsor uh, for an internship. I just got to find an internship right now. So right now, that's the step I'm at. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's the that's a big thing I learned is is networking is a big thing, and knowing yourself, because uh, now that I know myself a lot more, I've been getting a lot closer with myself. I've been reading books and stuff like that about ways of life and how to go about things and stuff like that, and it's got me. It's got me centered to myself. And you know what I realized? A lot of people that I was talking to, like my freshman, sophomore year and stuff yeah. like that, even back home, I don't really talk to them no more. Why do you, why you feel that? You know, uh, I feel like because I'm growing and I'm moving in a direction and I want people around me that's doing the same thing. It might not be the same thing as me. But, but have the same mindset. Exactly. Want to move towards something, have something they moving towards, something they waking up every day thinking about like that's what I want in my future you know what I'm saying like you doing a podcast I was thinking about doing a podcast and then I stumbled upon you doing podcasts and I'm like well if he doing it let me get in here see what it's like maybe I can do it yourself exactly it's just it's like that and so go ahead my fault I lost I forgot what I was gonna ask you but keep going my fault okay yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah, a lot of people I stopped talking to because, you know, they weren't really, they were in the same situation. Like, for for example, people back home. So I'm leaving. Mind you, they're not in college or anything like that. So they should be working or something, you know. Right. Full-time job or doing something to put money in their pockets and they should be leveling up. Yeah. Next thing you know, they got a, a car, house, maybe a family, maybe married. You know, just doing something, 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 anything. But I come home, mind you, I'm, I'm I only go home during Christmas and the summer. So I'm here all the time and I go back home and I see them not with no progress, no progress, no growth. They still doing the same thing they was doing when I graduated school and still talking to the same people, still complaining about the same things in their life. Because they're not doing anything to change their position, you know what I'm saying? Now, as a as a person that's like studying psychology um, and that's kind of in that field, what do you think that people with that mentality or just that state of mind, like what do you think is going through that? Is there anything that you uncovered by in your progress of studying, or what do you? Why do you feel people tend to do that? Or if I'm elaborating that right, like like not not move out the position. Like why, why do you feel like some people don't progress and people and some people do? Okay. Okay. So uh, I feel like the people that don't progress is the people that's comfortable with where they at. Mm. Um, you know, they get used to the drama, the waking up every day, wondering what everybody else doing and running to their social medias about what they're doing or what they want to do and not actually speaking with themselves about what they want to do, do or you, how they're going to get there and do that. Do you think it's an insecurity thing as well for, like, because I know you said people are just, they're being comfortable, but could it also be that they're afraid to step out of their comfort zone? Cause I know. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Man. 
that's definitely a big uh that could be a big part of it and a lot of people that 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 um aren't into that kind of thing like the drama and stuff like that or just not doing anything at all is usually the people that's really scared to step out their comfort zone because I know for me I I stepped out of my comfort zone when I took the time out to go to the office hour and talk to my neuropsychologist professor about about him in general where he was from I had a whole conversation with him mm-hmm. just curious about you know how he came to get to where he was and that took me a long way cuz I got to pick his brain and I understood that he went through some things too and so it's like I'm not the only one going through things he went through things and he still got here so I definitely got a shot at getting to where he at yeah and I think taking that step out of your comfort zone is a is a big thing to do in your life cuz it's hard for anybody to do that cuz you as you said like you see people still being comfortable mm-hmm. doing the same thing cycle and repeat and to step out of that comfort zone is it's a big risk but it can also be a big reward if you go about it the right way. Definitely. Don't step out of your comfort zone doing just any type of risk, but a calculated right. one. Doing mm-hmm. something that's... It's like chess. Yeah, it's just it's like chess. Make a smart move to, like, push towards your future. And it's not... Like, there's no time on it. Like, that's, you don't have to do it now because, say, we're, we're 21, 20 years old, mm-hmm. and there's there's no time to say, oh, you got to do it now. Like, people don't understand that... It's a process. It's a process. You ain't got to do it immediately. Definitely. And I think in this age that we live in, in terms of, like, social media, like you said, people run to their phones... See what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And kind of get people in that mindset of thinking, like, not only that they are worried about other people, but at the same time, some people can get scared and be like, I need to do something now. Right, because they see a lot a lot of people getting to it instantly. Instantly. That's what social media is about. You see a lot of people that's doing things. Instant success. Instant success. And they don't see the grind. And I feel like sometimes it discourages the people, too. Yeah, okay. Because they look at people like that and be like, man, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I could I could come up with my own with my own clothing line. Even though I love clothes, man, I don't think I could just come out with some. I don't think people gonna mess with it. Yeah. But the thing about it is, the person that that got people to mess with theirs, they took that risk. If you don't ever take that risk, how you, you ain't never gonna have a shot. How you don't like exactly? How exactly. would you know if you don't take that risk? Exactly. And I think, like you said. People don't realize that they just because they see somebody do it don't mean they can't do it themselves. Like mm-hmm. I've seen people for years do podcasts. Like I even had my own podcast two years ago, and I always like I follow podcasts. I was in the fourth grade, and like you said, I went to that time in my life in college where I just I kind of I kind of had an identity crisis of who I was as a person. Yes, like for years, people always know me as just the person that was like just. I would do whatever, and I was just comfortable being in my own, like, being myself. Mm. But it came a point in time, I would say my sophomore year here, actually, and that's when I went to the counseling center, I kind of had, like, my own identity crisis because I just, I kind of let everybody else get to me. Like, I didn't feel, I, I got to a point where I kind of didn't feel comfortable in who I was as a person. I didn't know right. who I was as a person. What do you think that, What do you, why do you Why do you think that was? Was it, was it, be, okay, let me ask this. Go ahead. Do you think that it was because of, how you were thinking other people saw you or how they perceived you? I think it, I think it was that because for years and even to this day, I, like people would say stuff about me or say like, oh, you, you do too much of this or, or why you do that. Like just judge me. And mm-hmm. at, at young, in my younger years, I didn't really pay too much mind to it because I was like, I'm just oblivious to it. I'm like, I'm just going to do whatever. Like yeah. I'm, I'm Kendall. But as I got older and I got more psychologically aware of just me as a person and just things around me, I'm like, well, dang, should I do this or... 
can I do my own podcast or should I dress this way or do I really talk like it? It's just all these, it, it was a bunch of self-doubt that that crept up inside of me. Mm. And it scared me a little bit because like I was just, here I was, uh, I took a year off. I went to the military to do my training. I'm still in. I come to school. I'm thinking I got everything figured out. I chose a major that I wanted to choose. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, I'm ready to have life good. But I just, I didn't feel comfortable. Like, I didn't feel comfortable doing the things I was doing in class. I didn't think I was as good as my classmates. And I didn't didn't think I was as good as my friends. It was just a bunch of, like, just self-doubt. And it took me a while to finally get out of that stage. And a lot of just self-reflecting, a lot of thinking, and yeah. going to the counselor center, I, I and a think, lot of reading. I think self-reflecting is a, is a, is a key. It's it a is. a key to growth. It is. It's, it's, it's thinking about. It's a thinking about the things that you have done and what you are doing and think about what you want to do and manifesting that with your words to yourself. It's waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and saying, I'm going I'm going to be great today. Yeah. You got to say that to yourself every day. Self-affirmation, man, it's a powerful thing. It is. And, I, and knowing about yourself, like knowing your strengths and weaknesses is a powerful thing as well because we're all human. We're not perfect. Like that's that's. That's yeah. my Twitter bio, ironically enough, is I'm not perfect, but then again, who is? Because nobody is perfect. And people can look on social media and see somebody and think they're perfect. Right. Or be like, oh, they got this. For social media. For social media. But that same person they look at, they're going through problems as, as exactly. well. Like, everybody goes through something. And that's that was one big thing I really, like, I really realized as I started to grow and start realizing more about myself. Because I was thinking, man, I'm the only person that's going through this. Like, I can't, like, how? Like, why am I feeling like this? Like... It was. I wasn't. I. I, w- I would say I was depressed, mm-hmm. not to the not to the verge of suicide, because I never wanted to go that route. But I was yeah. just like depressed, and I had like a bunch of anxiety. I still have anxiety to this day. And I, I've developed that last semester. You developed the anxiety yes. and that depression. Like it's. And I feel like it's something. Like I say, all college students go through that. Yeah. Because like you said, you see a bunch of people doing things, and you wonder like, damn, how they do this, or can I do this? Can I go that same route? It's, yeah. And it's scary. Cause it's scary. It's, it's the real world. Because. Everybody is actually out here doing something, and at this age, at least where we are, not even just you don't even gotta be in college just to be like this. Just at this age in general, our twenties, that's just such a crucial time period, just of you figuring out who you are as a person. Yeah, because like you said, you get you get older, you start to think more. Like our brains are not even done developing until we're twenty five, and we're just becoming more aware. And I think social media adds to that because, like I said, we are seeing people doing these things so it creates more of an anxiety and people are and you see more people getting depressed based off what they see right. other people doing on social media okay so uh so what do you think about circles circles of friends like you your very close circle do you think they help you i've i don't want to say like i say some of them can't because that's another reason i went to the counseling center like nothing against my friends but i just feel like at times and I, th- I feel like some people feel the same way too. There's just certain things you can talk about with your friends, right. no matter no matter how hard or close Definitely. you are. It didn't go like this for your family too, because my family, my, my my mom didn't even know I went to the counseling center until I told her about it last month. Nobody even know. Like nobody, like my family didn't really know about. It. I didn't want to like bring it up to them because I don't know. Like to your to my going back to your circle point, like it's not like I couldn't talk about it with them because I can talk about it with some of them, but just having that, like. Just having a third person perspective, an unbiased person, just talking to somebody about it who don't know too much about you, right? And just seeing what they think kind of helped me. And like I said, my friends, some of them they did help. I'm not gonna say they didn't help me, but 
they wasn't the bulk of what helped me get through what I okay. need to get through. Right. And, okay, what I can say is that me as a friend, I tried, and everybody around me knows this. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk to everybody. How you doing? How you been? What, you good. Right. For sure. And my close circle, I always make sure I check in with them. Yeah. Like, um, I got a close cousin. That's like my brother. And we, we've developed this relationship back when his brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know he was my cousin until his brother passed away. And ever since then, I just felt like me and him could talk a lot more on a level of self-reflectiveness like this is what I'm trying to do and yeah this is what I've been going through and stuff like that and I always make sure that I try to talk to other people like that as well because I know for me I could talk to a lot of people but I still feel alone at the end of the day because you don't have you don't have somebody like you asking you these things exactly exactly that's a that is a big thing because I, I always make sure that everybody is good. I always make sure I motivate them, especially my friends back home. Even if they doing the smallest thing, like they could be doing anything. Right. I'm going to support them all the way. And I always let them know that. And that's a big reason why I still have my Facebook is to still be connected to my family and my friends that's back home. And I get on there to motivate them. I post motivational stuff. Right. Like, that's my place where I express myself in a motivational sense to keep everybody else that's in my circle around me or my family in general, even if they don't even talk to me. They'll see my profile pop up with some motivational stuff I'm pretty sure they can relate to and they'll take from it. Do you feel like, I know you said that you kind of feel alone because you didn't have nobody really ask you these questions. Do you have somebody like that now who's kind of like you in a sense where they kind of check up on you and kind of check your mental state? Do you have somebody like that? Nah, man. Nah, I yeah. check in on myself, man, and and I can't say I I've been doing that for so long that it's actually enough for me. I'm good off that alone. Yeah. So that allows me to pull myself out of my hole and try to pull others outside of, out out they hole as well. Yeah. Cause when when my friends tell me like you know it ain't nothing going on or anything like that, man. Yeah, guy, everything's good. Like, nah, man, I, I know when something going on, like, especially if I'm with them and I can see the body language and stuff like that. Like, bro, you know you could talk to me, man. We- no, let me, let me make a point about this, this going off the mental health uh, conversation, because mm-hmm. I know it's a big topic, uh, especially recently. Do you feel like as a black community that people in the black community are afraid to express, like, their true feelings? Because for years, look at it for years, we have been taught to just, especially black men, we're just taught Definitely. to just... Hold your emotions. Hold like, it. Be tough. Yeah. Don't be no bitch. Don't exactly. be no sis. Like we, like don't cry. Don't let no, no, don't let nobody see you cry. Mm-hmm. Like for years we have been taught that, and I and I can remember like me growing up because I ain't gonna lie. I could be I can be an emotional person, and I was always an emotional person even growing up. And like I just remember being told like, why are you always crying for? Why are you always talking? Yeah. Like why are you always gotta say like, cause I'm just that's just who I am as a person. And do you, and going off the question like, do you feel like as a community? And we need to do a better job of just, like, really expressing our our feelings and not being afraid, whether you're a black yeah. man or a black female. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, expressing your feelings is the best way for you to have a deeper connection with the people in your life. Yes. Because if I'm not expressing my feelings and they don't really know what's going on, they can only do so much for me. They can only say so much to me. Yeah. To lift me up. And whenever I'm feeling down, you know... 
I let that be known. I let that be known. And Same. Uh, this has been growth, though, because I've went all my life holding everything in, everything. How do you feel like that affected you in the long run? Um, it made me a lot more numb to it, to things emotional. Like, um, my first time crying, like, to anybody in my family was uh, last semester my, really? to my brother, to my older brother. Like, you were shedding actual tears. I had, I had, like, a mental breakdown. Like, I'm like, dog, like, I'm not good. Like, I don't know what's up. And this is my first time crying, and he's like, you know, you know the typical cliche, you good, bro, suck it up, bro, Man. you good, bro, you good, bro. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm listening to that, and I'm like, yeah. Hold on real quick. All right. All right, y'all, we back. We had uh, the camera stopped working for a little bit. It, the battery died on us, but we got a new battery in. Uh, so going back to what we was talking about, Q, I, I ain't mean to stop you, but continue for what, what you were saying, sir. Okay, so uh, the first time, the first time I really expressed myself emotionally was uh, was last semester in school. Right. Uh, I had a mental breakdown uh, during uh, like the third round of exams. Man, it, it was it was a lot going on. Man, thinking about home and everything like that, mm -hmm. and I cried to my brother. And, you know, the stereotypical thing, the cliche thing, you know, he told me, yeah, man, toughen up, dude. Like, you know, you don't need to be acting like that. You know what I'm saying? And and it made me, like, self-reflect myself. Like, I don't. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be feeling like this. I shouldn't be letting myself get down like this. So what I did, because you, it's not you. the typical thing I do, but, uh, what I did to blow off the steam really is the I took a walk outside uh to downtown, around downtown and back to the dorm. But it was it was pouring down rain. When I say it was pouring down, it was like a storm. A tsunami. I'm talking like cars throwing water, it ain't even affecting me because I was already wet enough. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I took that walk, man, and I just was thinking to myself like like I'm, I'm. What am I gonna do? I got like two more years here. I gotta make something happen. I gotta start moving towards something, and I gotta do it now. And I, it just made. It took me away from, you know, thinking about back home and stuff like that. Cause now I'm thinking about my future and where I'm trying to go. And what I do is I use my past. I stop. I need to stop thinking about my past, which I have, and stuff like that. And I just use that uh, fuel on the fire just to think about my future and. And like what I wanna, what I want it to be like, and how I can make it like that, and the actions I can take to move towards that every day, if not every week, you know what I'm saying? So, I, that walk really helped me a lot. It was a self-reflective walk. It's like I said, that's a very big key in mental health. I feel like because you start having conversations with yourself, and I don't know if you do it, but with me, when I have those conversations with myself, it makes me learn new, more, more new things about myself. You start questioning. You start realizing things about yourself exactly. that you didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I have those conversations with myself. And whether it be just inside my head or vocally when mm -hmm. I'm by myself, I'll be talking to be like, damn, like, do I do this? Or what should I do to fix this? Because I know with me, now I'm at the point now where I'm just trying to 
fix myself as a person. Yeah. Because I went through the stages of like trying to go through that identity crisis of just trying to self-reflect a little bit. And like I still self-reflect every day. But I'm at that point where I like just I'm trying to see I'm trying to understand more of my mannerisms and just how I come off as a person or just what I do, my personality traits, I should say. And I just ask myself every day, like, how can I can I do this better? Should I have should I have uh say this should I say this message in this way? Or how can I just fix my my friendships, my relationships with different people? How should I go right. about doing something? So trust me, you're not the only one. I have that having conversations myself all the time. Cool. And and you know, a lot of people don't a lot of people be feeling alone, but we don't really be alone. There'd be not. a lot more people going through the same things we're going through, thinking yeah. how we thinking, but we just never have these type of conversations. Yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm glad I'm here with you having this talk on this podcast. Oh yeah, it's like I said, it's this is something that people just need to hear. And that's why I said, yeah, Q, you can come on the show. Because when, when, when you when you DM me about it, and I was asking you, like, just trying to see what, what you want to talk about on this show, it's I, I wasn't asking just to see, like, well, what can you bring to the table? I was right. just trying to see, like, where where do you want to go with this? And I was very intrigued with what you had to bring. And it's, this is something that needs to be talked mm-hmm. to just to anybody, not even just if you're black, you're white, male, or female, just everybody needs to just hear about this conversation. But yes, I'm a uh, first generation, uh, first generation college student, and it's definitely a hard thing. It's definitely the hard being out here on your own, with uh, with no no real experience from anybody back home being in college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as handling FAFSA, all the way to scheduling classes and uh, how to talk to professors and things like that, I had to learn a lot of those things on my own, and it it kind of grew me to where I, I I look more inside the details about things because, like, financial literacy, like, I had to learn that myself, too. And and I'm still learning right now how to how to save and invest and stuff like that. I'm and, teaching myself this. And what was the steps that you feel like you had to take in order to get, like, to get to where you are right now, to understand how to talk to professors, how to understand financial literacy, how to fill out fast, for like, all of these routes. How, how did you go through that process just figuring it out okay one thing i do i did know about myself is that i was always able to talk to any and every type of person whether they are black white asian any type of any race any ethnicity i always had a knack for having a way to conversate with them so that kind of that kind of made it a lot more easier as to how to approach professors and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. i i know that they are they are at a higher place than me, so I got to address them in a certain type of way and talk to them only about a certain type of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, really um, learning all that, knowing all that about myself already, it, it, it really made a lot, made all that a lot easier for me as far as learning, learning the ins and outs of college, really. It really came easy. It came easy, but I'm still working on the habitual things, like handling my paperwork on time and and being disciplined enough to to um, to save my money because I know this is coming up. I got I got this tuition bill to pay and stuff like that. And um, I know that it's hard for other first generations and stuff like that. And I know some have came and gone and spent one semester in college because of that. Yeah. And 
I make sure that my friends that I know are first generations and stuff like that, I make sure they know all the things that I know too. Now, are there any other people that you have met or that you are close with that you have shared your advice with? Because I know with you being a first-generation college student and like kind of figuring things out on your own, have you shared this knowledge? Are you still, I know, you, I'm not going to say I don't know, are you still learning as a person through these steps, like just figuring out how to be, how to be a college student, being that you are first generation? I'm still learning. Yeah. Yes, definitely still learning how to be a student, managing my time. Still a big thing for me, procrastination. That's yeah. a big thing for everybody. That's, that's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And have you shared these uh, these these advice with anybody else? Uh, honestly, all my close friends know this. I, I share that with everybody. I always make sure. I ask them all the time. Y'all want to hit the library? Y'all got some work y'all got to do? I know I got some work I got to do. Like, well, let's get it done. Then we can go out later. We can, you know, we can hit the keys. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> we can do that later. But let's take care of business first. I, that's that's always the first. And foremost thing for me, taking care of business. What um, with you, with you going to be a first college student? Um, I know you want to talk about advocating for yourself. Elaborate more so on that. Yes, advocating for yourself. Um, I learned that. Uh, I learned that a lot of last semester. Uh, last semester, my grades were slipping. I'm, I finished midterms with three E's. Mm. Yes. And I had an E before. A big part of that. A big part of that was because. I wasn't going to office hours and talking to my professors about what was going on with me. I would t- I would take mental health days off of classes and stuff. Like there was one period I took a whole week off class. I'm like I don't want to go to class. I don't even want like I just want to stay in my bed. And you know the teachers don't know what's going on. Yeah. They got their own lives. They too busy handling 50 to 100 students in all the classes that they're teaching. So if you don't ever go in their office hours or whenever and talk to them, and talk to them how are they going to know? How are they going to know, like, okay, maybe I can give him some leeway because he's going, I know he's going through some things, you know. Uh, I've been there before. I've been a college student before. So they've all been college students before, obviously, because they're professors and stuff. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they know about mental health in college and identity, finding yourself and in, in the, the steps to growth that come in the process of college. So... Um, I made that the most important thing for me this semester, and it's been helping me because um, a lot more teachers know me more on a personal level, and um, they know sometimes I am dealing with things, you know, and I might take a day off of class, and they check in. They might check in on me when they see me in class just sitting, not being as interactive as as I usually am because I'm usually in class the person people laughing at just because I'm just being me I'm just cute like I go in there ask questions say some things you know might be a joke might come off as a joke and get people to laugh (laughs) but I'm just being me and uh the teachers are learning me and they're talking to me a lot more and I'm, I'm I'm having a lot more personal relationships with them as far as like being able to go to office hours and just talk about what I want to do in the future and what they're doing and what research they got going on and what researches I should be looking for for what I want to do in the future. It's been, it's been, I've been taking steps towards where I want to go and I'm seeing that and manifesting and it's motivating me a lot more. Once you take your step out that comfort zone 
and you get the the full swing out your door onto that porch of uncomfortability. Uncomfortability, my bad. <laughs> I'm a college student. <laughs> brain a little fluster right now from homework. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, what? Let me ask you this. Cause I know we talk about stepping outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. How was it for you to step outside of your comfort zone in terms of going to these professors and talking to them and expressing to them what you're going through? Because that can be just nerve-wracking in itself to, like, express to people that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And these people are not, like, psychologists or, psych- like, psychiatrists right. that you're going to see to talk to about it. But these are just your professors that you see every day that are grading you and just seeing you every day in class. How was that for you? And what, what, what took it out of you? What what the... I'm flustered too myself. I got you, man. <laughs> it's it's what, late what, right now. Yeah. What what gave you the courage, and how did you like go about that process of actually talking to them? Um, yeah. So talking to them, uh, it was kind of it was really uncomfortable first and foremost, yeah. definitely. Um, but at the same time, it's like I know what's gonna come from this. I know this is gonna be beneficial for both of us because now they know me more as a person, which Sometimes teachers actually do want to know more about their students. And now I know that this professor isn't just coming in there to do their job. They actually can't give a fuck a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of it kind it's kind of a trade-off because they get satisfaction of knowing it it gives them security of feeling like, okay, I have a student that can I have students that can actually come to me and talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Instead of me just always in my office grading papers or talking to somebody about how they can get their grade up, they're talking to me about what's going on with them. Because they're human beings, too. They're more than just a professor. They just sit there and grade yeah. and just teach every Robot. day. Robot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're actually real people, too. Yeah. So why not try to talk to them more and know about them a little bit more and you never know where that could take you? Because down the line, you might end up doing something that they've already done or they could give you advice on how to get into graduate schools that they went to. Or they know somebody that can help you exactly. get to where you want to go, yeah. It's about networking. And networking is a very big thing, too. You never know where you can network. Networking can happen anywhere, any place, at any time. Yeah. I sat down in Champion's Kitchen across from a man I never knew. It was packed, and he it was the only one seat in front of me. And he asked me, is it is it okay if I sat here? I'm like, yeah, go ahead, fine, you're good. And sat down, and we just small talk at first. And I started talking to him about where he's from. He just happened, he just so happened to be from Columbus too, Columbus, Ohio too. Shout so, out to Columbus. <laughs> 614, you know it. <laughs> and um, he's telling me about, yeah, the school he went to, and I'm telling him the school I went to, and he's talking. He was he played sports in high school, so I'm getting a little insight on how it was back then, and you learn new things. And he was like, you know, uh, I know some I know some people back home and in, 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 at Ohio State, some professors there, and uh, if you ever if you ever want to look for some research over the summer, you know, just go ahead and email me and he gave me his card he was in the department of arts and science and uh he gave me a card and i'm i I still have it and i haven't used it yet but this upcoming summer i plan on shooting them an email like hey how you doing and 
I'm, I'm interested in what you offered me earlier this year when we talked that over over right. lunch. I say you start talking to him now. Don't wait. Start talking to him now. You're right. You're right. You're start, right. Start building that more of a rapport with him and kind of pick mm-hmm. his brain a little bit more that way. He's that way you'll be fresh on his mind and you can get like kind of an early head start on what you're trying to do for the summer. But that's good though. Most definitely. That's good because like you said, you may never know who you meet. Never know. Never know. Anytime, anywhere. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. It could be in a line. Small talk can go a long way. It can. Small talk can go a long way. Now, do you feel like because this this is one thing I've been like just wondering with everybody on their phone as much as they are, especially being on campus. You see a lot of people having headphones yep. on. So you don't see as much like small talk or just talking going Interactions. on, and uh, I can, I can say there's probably like kind of I I do it sometimes like when you talking to somebody you don't know it kind of just like a little like weird social barrier because mm-hmm. we we as society don't talk as much as we used to with each other so it's like a little bit of like awkwardness it's awkwardness yeah, and anxiety it's awkwardness to it too. so what are your do you have any suggestions on how people can like break that barrier and kind of get out of that awkwardness phase and kind of be more comfortable to talk to because a lot of people that small talk just doesn't happen anymore how do you what do you feel like can be done to change that um i feel like that starts with the person themselves um it depends on the person obviously the personality extrovert introvert you know yeah that type of thing but at the same time you have to be willing to to be aware of everything around you the situation and stuff like that's what i do so yeah i'm aware of everything around me so it might be something going on over here and usually i start small talk with something that's going on around in the room or something like that right uh but the small talk with him started with him sitting down with me and i'm like yeah it's packed in here he's like yeah it is and i'm like so what do you do and I'm, I'm like you're on lunch and stuff like that are you are you a, a professor or anything like that and He's like, yeah, and he told me what class he taught and stuff like that. And next thing you know, the conversation just went from there. Honestly, small talk can come from anywhere, anything, anything you say. It's just um, having that demeanor like you actually want to talk to a person. Because mm. if you have a demeanor where, like, you're just making a small talk just because you feel like you have to, of course the person isn't going to say, any- say anything else about after that because – like, you don't look like you want to talk. So it's like, why would I try talking to you when maybe you won't even respond or acknowledge what I'm saying? Or you probably won't in any, in one ear, out the other. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you're just doing a small talk because you want to be courteous. Right, exactly. You don't actually care about the actual conversation. When I actually do the small talk, because I'm actually, I actually interested about people and stuff. And I know everybody's different in the way that everything they do and stuff like that. And people come from different places and you know, it's never it's never wrong to hear about a different person's story. You can always take something from any and everybody, no matter who they are. No matter what. How? Let me ask you another question. Um, with you, you're you're a junior now, correct? Yep. So with you being a junior and still being a college, being a first generation college student, what have what can you attribute to help you to stay focused and ignore some distractions? I know me, you talked on before the show went on. I talked about like how like going to the JC can be a distraction or just yeah. certain things you can do, like hanging out, hanging around with some people that's like not doing nothing or just being with them yeah. too long. Mm-hmm. How do you go about staying focused and ignoring distractions? Staying focused. Um, staying focused. Yeah, I, I stay focused because I know 
what I'm really here for. Like, I can never get away from that. I am here to get out of Columbus. So I got to stay focused. But at the same time, there's always distractions and stuff like that and things you indulge in, desires and, you know, things you want to do. You want to go kick it, stuff like that, which is never wrong. But I, I, I always say you have to do it in moderation. Yeah. You always have to make sure you have extra time to do the things to get ahead sometimes because you never know when you'll have a time where you forget something and next thing you know you're behind. And then with me last semester when I got behind on one thing, I'll focus on that one thing I'm behind. Next thing you know, I'm behind on something else. And it's just a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. So with me now, I like to stay focused by staying ahead of everything and doing things in moderation. Like I'll go hang out with friends and stuff like that at least once a week. I'll tell them like, okay, we're going to do this on this day. And don't ask me in between if I'm trying to do ahead. extra stuff. Yeah. I hear you, man. I'm be on the same shit. Go ahead. Because my time is tight. Yeah. <laughs> Being a junior now, man, my time is very tight. I got research hours to get in. Mm-hmm. I got a lot going on. I'm still working. Like, working and going to school is a different beast, I'm telling you. Oh, man, it is a different beast. Different beast, man, I'm telling you. I have to find time to do homework in between classes, whether it's 10 minutes of doing three questions of a of a assignment that has to be turned in by 11.59 because I have to go to work right after my classes yeah. and stay at work until two hours before that assignment is due. So um, just making use of all my time is... Using, using good time management skills. Yeah. Is very maximizing important. your time. Maximizing your time because you can spend a lot of time just sitting on your phone, man. And I've been trying to stray away from that. And the way I stray away from that is I'll just sit down. I'll be watching TV or something. I'll, I'll open my iPad, look at my assignments. Like, well, God, oh, I'm done with today. Sure, let's look at tomorrow. We might as well. Get, get ahead of it. Get mm-hmm. ahead of the game. Get ahead of the game. That's, that's, that's definitely a big thing. And, um... Yeah, distractions. As that's as a lot of distractions in college. I'm gonna say, what can you attribute? What can you say are the biggest distractions as a college student? Definitely, uh, your social status. That's definitely a big distraction because uh, you want to be at the places a lot of people are at, or you want to hang out where a lot of people are. All right. Or and with me, um, the JC. That's a that's a big distraction because you know you want to go out there and kill all the people. You want to go kill them, cross over this dude, so you could tell tell your homies about it when you get back to the dorm and all that. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes you waste a lot of time in there, and you, and you think about it after, like, man, the JC was weak today. I wasted about four or five hours. I could have been doing this. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta cram this homework in. And, you know, like, distractions like that. Um, distractions can be, you know, uh, your about, relationships. I'm about to say, yeah, what about women? Yeah, you know, yeah, men, definitely. Depending on who you, who you prefer. Definitely. Uh, the shorties definitely can be a distraction because, you know, they want to spend a lot of quality time with you. And you got to fit that in, your work schedule and <laughs> <Man>. school schedule. <laughs> like, all right, you I, ain't lying. I, 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 Friday, I get out of class at... At one thirty, uh, I'm a I'm gonna come see you. Next thing you know, you got an assignment due at eleven fifty nine. You've been kicking it with her all day. 
<laughs> man, I've been there too many times. Man, man you ain't, ain't telling a lie. Man, you ain't telling a lie, man. That's why I be telling my girlfriend, bro. I be like, oh, baby, I ain't gonna wait to see you. I, I might be able to see you tonight. Like she told me today, I'm gonna see you tonight. I said. I don't know. It depends if you want to stay up late. But hey, man, when you <laughs> when you like them enough, sometimes you do make them sometimes a priority. You, you do you do make sure you make your way over there. You, you got you got to see them at least once or twice. But you yeah. got but you got to make sure at least for me, I'm I'm on I'm on the impression that like sacrifice is a part of it. Like sacrifice, you ain't, you ain't gonna always see them. And like, that's what I'm saying, man. That's why they gotta value your time as much as you value as you value as theirs. much as yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I'm taking time out my day when I could have been getting ahead. To kick it with you, so you better appreciate this, or we gonna have some problems. <laughs> you like when I get here, you better have a conversation ready, maybe some food too. Oh, you want the <laughs> yeah, food ready? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing around. This is time we gotta maximize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, they can definitely be a distraction. But you, like I said, moderation, man. Yeah, make time for the people you care about, but at the same time, make some make time for yourself first and foremost. Alrighty, Q. Uh, anything as we wrap up the show right here, man? Because I know it's we're going on an hour. It's been a great conversation so great far, conversation, man. Great conversation, man. We can go on. Oh, we can man. keep going. You know we can that. go on and on, especially on this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, anything you want to close out the show and share with our audience about, like, just what can they do to self-reflect, to understand themselves more, whether they be in college, whether they won't, whether they not in college, just as a person who who are in our age group or younger, or maybe even older, just. Give us some just some closing thoughts and just things that you have learned that mm -hmm. you feel like can help people that are going through mental strife or just mental illnesses. Yeah. So we might be in a situation right now, but the, the situation we want to be in the future is always going to be temporary as well. So we always got to keep growing. So what you want to do is make sure that you have a plan to where you can grow every day outside of the things that you want to do you as a person as a whole person wholesome person you want to grow in how people perceive you and how the love you show to people you want to show love to everybody because throwing that positivity out there is going to bring a lot more positivity to yourself and negatives keep them to yourself because you don't want that coming to you you know what i mean and one thing i can say that helps me a lot and every day, the everyday struggle, bro, is early morning or whenever you get up, make sure you make some time for yourself to to think to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Manifest them thoughts and what you want to do and where you want to go. And sometimes take a look in the mirror at yourself because sometimes, man, we we too busy. We in, we in a fast life right now. We in college. We got we to gotta be out to class. We got to be here. We got be at the library we got work maybe work and all these other places you want to go hang out and stuff like that but you never never take the time to really look at yourself and look at yourself in the eyes and and be like did i am i am i comfortable with myself am i happy with myself that's one thing i always do make sure i'm happy with myself i can't i can't ever let myself get to where where i'm not like feeling like I'm comfortable in my own skin. And ever since my grandma passed away, I said that I would never be, I would never let myself get that low like I was last semester again. And because of that, when I do start feeling like that, I look at myself in the mirror. And when I look at myself, I can't see myself like that. I see myself like the cute everybody else see me as, you know what I'm saying? 
So I got to have that same energy with myself. So, yeah, that's pretty much that's how, that's how we're going to wrap it up, man. All righty. Just look at yourself in the mirror, man. Are you happy with yourself? Ask yourself that. All right, Q. I appreciate you coming on this show and, and sharing yeah, show, man. your story and sharing like your advice of what you feel about mental health and as just a whole for a first-generation college student or just some people in general. Appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, Sersky. This has been another episode of How You Doing. Thank you you all for tuning in. We out. We out.